Hello and welcome to Nerd's Eye View. This is episode 227 for June 2nd, 2015. Huh? Yes. Guys, does that mean that's 227 episodes? Or is this like season two episode? This is a themed uh, episode about 227, the sitcom <laughs> <Okay>. with Jack <laughs> A. I got you, got you. Uh, no, this is, in fact, 227 episodes of this podcast. This isn't even counting when we were at the Cypress College Media Network. Wow. Uh, which I bring that up because I've, as guests today, yeah. the hosts of Benson's Boombox. That's right. Yep. The boys are back in town. <laughs> the boys are back in town. <laughs> are you guys going to turn this into a secret? <laughs> 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 the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. boys are back in town. So good. I think Benson's Boombox has taken over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this was a secret effort, too. Yeah, now planted. the podcast yeah. is bad. That's what that means. <laughs> uh, but Sorry, you, you know one of those voices. It's uh, over there, Matt Benson. That is I, sir. And over here, Chris Gutierrez. That's right. And I'm Andrew. You are Andrew. I don't think I said that. No, you didn't. Right. I know. Do they? Yeah. What if there's a first-time so. listener just jumped in right now? Fuck them. No I don't want new people. <laughs> wow, we just you don't lost want first-time no, listeners? No new, no new listeners. We just lost wow. We have the listeners that we have, and we're going to hold on to them and make them stronger and gain no uh, new ones. I think we okay. lost a few. I don't want to... Did we? <laughs> we'll all take care Didn't of that. Bring that <laughs> I'll take care of that. Okay. Uh, well, on today's episode, uh, we are going to be reviewing Aloha... Uh, and of course, playing Guess the Ending. Uh, we're going to be talking about the new releases on DVD and Blu ray. Uh, but let's start it off with the box office top 10. Count me down. I want to go to number 10. Home. And right, right behind them is number nine, which is Hot Pursuit. And they're running from number eight. Far from the maddening crowd. Ooh, spooky seven. <laughs> Poltergeist. Hey, six. Aloha. <laughs> uh, you know, five is a very robotic number. So I'm going to say The Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, and they didn't have to fight number four. Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, I, I picked up this pen and just I saw a giant three appear in front of me. Not today, Land. Tomorrow, Land. <laughs> I like it when the numbers match up and this one does. Number two. Pitch Perfect 2. Ooh, sp- spooky for us Southern Californians at number one. San Andreas. <laughs> I like the, not, like like the that? Little, little spit on that. Grand Theft Auto-ish. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so, uh, you know, when, when Jordan's here, we normally we look at the numbers. We've got all these numbers over here. A lot of numbers. Guy's a uh, number freak. <laughs> well, it's a lot of fun, too. These are the millions, right? We're talking millions. Yes. <laughs> uh, San Andreas, top, top down 53.22 <laughs> million. Uh, that is a lot, and uh, the movie we were reviewing, Aloha, didn't even break the top five in its first week here with 10, 10 mil. Bummer. Uh, you know, not not looking too good. We'll we'll get into what we thought later on. Sure we will. Uh, has anyone else seen anything else on this list here? Um, but Chris, you've been keeping up with the film, films? I haven't been keeping up. Cor- Mad Max, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avengers. Yeah, saw both of those. And surprisingly, that's it. I would. I want to see Poltergeist only because of Sam Rockwell. I'm going to see it tomorrow only for Sam Rockwell. <laughs> but it looks not good. <laughs> I hear it's not good. Also, Tomorrowland. I feel like everyone was like anticipating that, and then it's like it's been out for like two or three weeks. No I know. Front came, front came of, out. Came out last week. Did you front see of, front it? of the show, Phil Vecchio really loved it. We okay. reviewed it last week. Oh, you did. Uh, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed that episode. it. I remember. So <laughs> I, just, I forgot about that, <laughs> that review, but you you liked it. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, I mean, it. I'm gonna see it this week probably. We talked about on that episode what the some of the problems were. Okay. It's just like it's it's all revolves around a, a mystery that, oh. and it's like once that's solved, it's kind of like oh, okay. It's, it's got like, real like, Twin Peaks season two disease. <laughs> sure. Gotcha. I th- I call it like J.J. Abramsism. Like uh, I like that. I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will never see San Andreas in my life, just exactly for the reasons you <laughs> yeah. said. You're too real. <laughs> I'd have to move. <laughs> I couldn't stay here. Is that, I mean, is that how we're all going to die in this room? Right now? Not right now, but eventually. <laughs> Do you think that is the fate that awaits us? I just always pictured myself like being one of the survivors Me of like, too. an apocalypse But that's very situation. arrogant of us. <laughs> I know, we're probably the first ones to yeah. die. I feel like the fault is going to, like, we'll be living in Los Angeles at the time, and the fault will just open up directly beneath us, (laughs) and we we will literally be the first two to die. 
Maybe we'll be sleeping, so yeah, you know, <laughs> we won't experience the horror. I think Benson will have a good chance. He always has bottled water around. That's true. That's, I'm very, that's I'm very, very true. Earthquake or prepared. people will know that you have that bottled water and come and kill you and take it. Or I'll be the king of the bottled water and yeah. I'll, and I'll, and we'll I'll have to, to come house. to me. Yeah. We'll yeah. have to wait and see. Yeah. We'll have to wait and <laughs> so see. You, you don't want to see it just because it was it's the prospect of it scares you a lot. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> like the day after tomorrow. Like that, was <laughs> I remember too when much that for out, me. But that it, scared me when it, when I was a kid. Like I really genuinely thought that's what was going to happen because like yeah, global warming just real. blew up. I I had a manager at Barnes and Noble. I asked her what her favorite movie was, oh, and the last thing I ever expected her, she said without hesitation, "The Day After Tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> it was her well, favorite movie of all time. <laughs> wow. Sure. Sure. Good yeah. For that's her. a yeah. ooh. Uh, and then, do, does anyone even recall? Uh, I don't remember how many years back. NBC had some kind of miniseries TV after. event. Uh, no, no, it was it like 10.4 10. 10. or yeah, something. I yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. It was, like it, a, was it a miniseries? I don't remember if it was a like... Little, like a TV movie or a mini... I think it was a miniseries. It was something that they promoted big, but it wasn't yeah. a show. It was just like one or two nights. It was an event. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even watch that. I was like, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think don't it was need like that. in 10th grade when that came out. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was many years ago now. <laughs> Uh, all right, so if you don't want to go to the movie theaters and see any of those things, uh, you can just check out what's new on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, let's start it off with DVD and Blu-ray. We have Camp X-Ray. Mm, Anyone heard of this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Tom saw it uh, at Sundance, I believe. Okay. okay. He went to Sundance <laughs> once. Uh, it's Kristen Stewart. Is um, uh, She works at like Guantanamo Bay. Like That's the plot of it. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what happens, but sounds that's fun. that's what I know. Camp yeah. X-ray. Yeah, that sounds like a movie within a movie, like that title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? like a fake movie. Yeah, like one on the marquee and like Rick and Josh. Like <laughs> sure, I could see that. Camp X-ray. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I like that, and I think it's Tristan Stewart. I think it's accurate. <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Focus. Is this Will Smith's Focus? Yeah, already on DVD and yeah. Blu-ray. That's how quick. Did you guys see a quick it? turnaround. Nope. Did you see it? No. It gave us a chance to look at uh, uh, what's his to, name, Deadshot to, yeah, well, and Harley Har- Quinn, Harley Quinn together. Yeah, as they this never should have been. <laughs> two, the six, classic so, but, yeah. duo, the classic team up yeah. that we all wanted. Do you think this bodes ill for Suicide Squad? That this has had such a fast turnaround, and I think uh, nothing, nothing going on with it. I don't know. I think the fact that that it exists is already <laughs> bodes ill for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's already bad news. Uh, what we got next? And then, I mean, speaking of more bad news on DVD and Blu-ray, we got <laughs> Jupiter Ascending. Oh. God. What a rough week. <laughs> I, I, feel, I genuinely feel bad for the Wachowski Starship, whatever their name is now. Yeah. I, I like them a lot. I love Cloud Atlas. I hated the the idea of I having to watch. Movie. Like, that's a, that could be an anxiety dream for me. Of like, I somehow have to watch Cloud Atlas again. I, and I feel I'm actually afraid that I live in a world where I could potentially have to sit well, through that we're again. We're going to have to do Envy on Wachowski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like but, Speed Racer. That's a point of agreement between me and Chris. I know. I, yeah. I enjoy Speed I Racer. I feel like we're the only bit. people that year yeah. <laughs> that I ever met that enjoyed that movie. That's a great just, one. I've never seen it. Oh, but, I think you would like it, actually. Well, do you, do you own it? No. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> that speaks to something. I'm pretty, I think I own it. I can let you borrow it. Cool. Uh, but I, I mean, would you guys ever see that? Did you see it? No, did you? Oh, I did. We reviewed it for the podcast. Oh, okay. Did no, you I see- remember that episode. Yeah, I listened to it. I forgot it again. <laughs> did you see it? No. But you loved... See, to me, like I, I saw it, I was like, oh, it this looked- is Cloud Atlas 2. Like, this is the oh, same bullshit, no, that's and that's not- why I didn't see it. It just looked bad in general. <laughs> the ears, like the ears that <laughs> Channing Tatum was yeah, there's, sporting. There's a lot of problems with that. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> I just feel bad. I think I, I read something recently where they just said, like, well... We had a good run. They're like, we're done because they just bombed so many. They've got a new Netflix show coming. Okay, so oh, that's right. They do. They're gonna get that. And they wanted to put they, like a four-hour version. Of they're basically on saying necklace. like necklace. Yeah, sure. Right. Like <laughs> on a um, necklace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just saying like we don't think we'll ever be able to do like a big studio movie ever again. <laughs> well, the the I think the biggest problem with Jupiter Ascending, which we talked about on that episode, and Jordan said Jordan loves like the the world. Of cloud at, of of Jupiter ascending. Okay. Yeah. But uh, as I told, I said, well, they told the most boring story within that world because it's like here, I, Benson loves space. That's I know this for a fact. That's kind of how I felt about the Lord of the Rings books. Oh, okay. 
But like, imagine like they told like the most boring space that. story yeah. of like a, a woman who doesn't know anything about space, and they take her to space, and they're like, "Yeah, you're the queen now." Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I, I guess." Oh, cool. 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 <laughs> yeah. Instead of like there was, they talked about like the wars that uh, what's his name, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's Chan character Man. went through. Mm. And uh, Sean Bean years. was there, and okay. like they were war buddies, and it's like, why didn't we? Why aren't we watching that movie? Yeah, yeah. that'd be amazing. But no, I feel like they'll be fine. They'll make another Bound, and then that'll lead to another Matrix, and they'll be back on their feet. It's we'll a cycle. See. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll see. And then they'll make another Matrix too, and then and then it'll, <laughs> they'll just keep repeating that until infinite. they die. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So on DVD only, we have a film called Blind Sided, uh, which I forgot to mention this before the show started. Normally, I play with Jordan a game here where I'll give him limited information about this film and then he'll try and guess what it's about. Okay. Do you guys want to play that game? Sure. Is that okay. why it says don't click next Yes, to that's this? why it says okay. don't click. Okay, so uh, Blindsided, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a film coming out, uh, new on DVD, first time on DVD this week. Uh, Is it a Christian cool. movie? Well, <laughs> that's a good that's a good instinct. I'm going to tell you, okay, Christian movie. here's what I'm going to say. Okay, you, you, whoever decides to go first will get the first piece of information and whoever decides to go second will get the second piece of information. Okay. So going second has an advantage. I will give you... The um, let's go with I'll give you the the year, mm-hmm. no I'll give you the genre and then the the star. So okay. whoever whoever goes first gets to pick what they want, and then the second person will get of course both pieces of information. How are you going to decide who goes? I'll first? go first. All right, okay. what do you want? Uh, give me the star. All right, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton in Blindside. Interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is this film about? It's a curveball I was not expecting. Jeez, <laughs> that's why it's here. Oh. Uh, is this um, <laughs> this is a uh, this is a, a a sequel to The Married Gentleman, the other small Michael Keaton movie that no one heard of or watched. <laughs> That's your guess. Yes. Okay, uh, Chris. <laughs> I can ask you like what year it came out, right? Uh, well, I mean, okay, I'll let you if you want the year or the genre. Give me a year. Okay, 2014. Oof. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I think genre would have helped you more. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Major choice. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> I honestly feel like I saw the cover for this or like <laughs> something. I think it is in the same category as The Married Gentleman by, by virtue of that because that was a movie that I think a lot of people saw. It's the a comedy. Cover of. It's a comedy, right? You, you just gotta guess. You just gotta guess. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it's a comedy. Jeez, I really wish I remembered this. <laughs> Man, blindside. It's in there. I'm telling you, it's in there. Somewhere in the old. I wish tank. I could prove to you guys that I, I feel like I know what it is. Yeah. Well, you can pass because I've got another joke. I guess. <laughs> okay. Pass. Okay. Okay. I'll give you the genre. Yeah, it's give me the genre. Drama mystery. Mm, I'm gonna say this is a uh, much like. This is an Anchorman to the Legend of Ron Burgundy. You'll recall the not Anchorman sequel, the one that was like used from cut footage. Yeah, this is that, but for Birdman. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> All right, so it's also starring Michelle Monaghan. Mon- yeah, that's how you say her name. Correct. Uh, Eagle Eye. We all remember her from Eagle Eye. <laughs> uh, and here's the plot. It's New Year's Eve in oh, New it's York, over. The game's over. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I, mean, he, I thought he had another guess. That's Michelle oh. Monaghan. No. Do you recognize this poster? Can you see? It's kind of small. Actually, it's Michael yeah. Keaton holding a gun. It looks very heavily photoshopped. So after all, you do not remember yeah, I, this one. I mean, I I do remember like reading, seeing his name next to that, but that's so weird. Oh, I kind of recognize this poster actually. Now that I look at right. it, so it's New Year's Eve in New York City, and everyone's getting ready to party. Watching, waiting. A man called Hollander has a different kind of party in mind. <laughs> Alone in her high-rise apartment, Sarah has no idea that her boyfriend was a thief. But what he stole, and from whom? is about to put her life on the line. Boom. Trapped in the penthouse with Hollander and his sadistic partner, these two will kill, maim, tear the place apart to find a fortune in diamonds. While the party rages outside, inside Sarah fights desperately for her life. It's kill or be killed in a pulse-pounding, non-stop fight to the finish. He's evil. He's bad That's guy. what it looks like. Hmm. I could go for that. I could go for that. Yeah. As Hall Notes would say. Well, they Very would, appropriate. they would not say. <laughs> for oh, this episode. Because yeah. they could not go for that. That's right. Uh, all right, so that was the DVD only. New on uh, Blu-ray, a film called The Train Robbers. Mm. This was John Wayne. Okay. He robs a train. So he's also evil. Uh, well, he's doing it... I consider stealing evil no matter what the case. Okay. I mean, he's doing it for a lady. Really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a lady whose husband, it was his gold or something, and mm. I don't know why it's on the train, but John Wayne's got to get it back. Yeah. I prefer the plane robbers. I prefer the grave robbers. <laughs> 
All right, then. Andrew, I we prefer- need a third. <laughs> Come on. I prefer the wagon robbers. There we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to talk. I, I don't accept that. <laughs> I don't trust like that. Uh, yeah. All right, on TVD, uh, we have... <laughs> Parks and Recreation, Never season seven, the farewell season. Still got to catch up. In I like case they, they've <laughs> named this season. Yeah, the farewell season. Did they really? Yeah. Well, season seven, oh. the farewell season. Well, I've noticed they do this a lot on TVD releases where the it's last season, well, the last season. They'll jazz it up. They'll say the final season mm-hmm. or the, the, the one that I was, uh, it, it seems to confuse me, even though it makes perfect sense. They'll say like the sixth and final season. Yeah. Because yeah. then I think, oh, so well, it's, it's the six sixth and seven. And the seventh final no, season. No, but it's just the sixth season, oh, which yeah. is also the final season. Yeah. yeah. They're doing that just to confuse me alone. I'm always confused when packages of DVDs and whatnot will say the complete series. Yeah. And I'm like, does that mean... Was it like a bad show and only lasted like eight <laughs> episodes, or are there like three seasons in that complete series? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's tricky. No, or they like, do that. They do that sometimes for like one season and it's out. Yeah. They try and like make it sound more yeah, fancy like with that like, complete. Oh, yeah. It's the complete. Well, this is intentional that we wanted like, <laughs> seven episodes. Yeah, Joey, the complete series. series. Did you I watch? I got a season two. Really? Did they? Oh, no. it did. Joey went to season two. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, no, I never watched it. Watched every episode. It made me too sad. <laughs> I, I watched it and have it on DVD. You have it on DVD? Really? It's right over there next to Friends. Is that an endorsement? Does that mean that you like it? Wow. I, I wanted to be a completionist, but I haven't yet watched all of Joey again. Okay. But you have watched You watched it all when it was on? I watched it when it was on TV, yes. I remember Drea de Mateo was on? That's yep. your name, right? From Sopranos? Yeah. And the, I liked his um, his nephew character. Yeah. who was, yeah, He's on Royal Pains now. Is that correct? Yep. He was also in Josie and the Pussycats. That's right. Uh, the only episode I can re- recall is um, someone stepped up to to uh, Dre De Mateo mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, I can make better lasagna than you." Oh, and then they had to have a great lasagna cook off, and Joey was going to be the taster. And the whole controversy was he had to taste them blindfolded so he wouldn't know whose was whose, so he would be honest. And he guessed Dre De Mateo's because there was a hair in it, and that's how he knew. And that was oh. a big comedic twist. That's really. Gross. Oh. It kind of made me laugh. Like in, a little, right? I think I might. I might have to explore a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I remembered another. I remembered another detail about Joey. Okay. That really captured me. Go ahead. He's hitting on a girl at a bar, and she he's get, what? Hitting on a girl. Oh, at a I bar. think he's sitting on a girl in a bar. He's sitting on a girl, and she gives him her information. And she lives in Long Beach, and uh, Joey uh, looks at it and he goes, "Where's Long Beach?" And just the the pronunciation of Long Beach really, really got to me. Really made me laugh. <laughs> and then I had the joy of, in real life, uh, hearing an out-of-towner refer to it as Long Beach, <laughs> which I thought was, long. always tickles me. It's not beach. short beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's short long beach. Beach. Well, it's like, you know, we say Long Beach. We, like, we say long it smoothly, beach. but it's, yeah, like, it's like one word. Long almost. Beach. Like, you would say, like, you know. Yeah, that's a, that's a really long beach. Or, like, you know, that's, you know, Seaside Beach. Or, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's the title of the beach, not the name of the city. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. I get you now. <laughs> you know what? I'm... I feel yeah. like I didn't communicate that point as properly as I could. Window. I'm just going to take off. I'd rather <laughs> you jump out the window. If you, <laughs> could do, you could do that for us. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's it for new releases. Uh, if you want to pick any of those up, go to your local video store. Those still exist, right? Uh, you, you jungle go to- Video in Huntington Beach. <laughs> drove by the other day. Twelve of them left. Yeah. I went to one recently. I don't remember the name, though. It was in Huntington Beach. Was it Jungle Video? I don't think it was Jungle. Well, you're part of the problem, man. Have you been inside <laughs> Jungle Video? No. Okay, because I went inside video. this one. I checked out the Yelp reviews of uh, Jungle Video, and mm-hmm. from that, I know that they have a porn section. Well, this place had a porn section. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> Lincoln Video, they've got a porn section. Yeah. That's how they they're staying in business, I hear. What, I would Gross. think that porn is especially the one that would be hit hard by this, because you would especially want to watch that on the internet, not at a video store. But yeah. it's it's the it's like an older crowd that doesn't know how to find it on the internet. Oh, so they need these video stores. Mm-hmm. He's right. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that. With porn, so I can't really, I can't really give an opinion on this. Yeah. But keep going. Uh, all right then. So uh, when we come back, we will have a review of Aloha. Aloha. Hello out there in Benview Podcast Land. My name is Josh, and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. Well, I remember the good times. There were no good times! 
You cost us our prime new partner, a new space command center, all gone because cool guy here, Mr. Sexy Pants, Brian Gilchrist, blew the mission. You were going to wear this like Flava Flav wears a clock. You can't let one small meltdown destroy me. A second chance? Who doesn't want a second chance? Your old boss wants you back. It's Hawaii, our old stomping ground. Aloha, Gilcrest. You're back in the game. I want to introduce you to your Air Force liaison. She's a fast burner. A double espresso. Morning, sir. I'm so jacked for today. Make that a triple. The old ex-girlfriend. Pause for the memories. I don't even remember why we broke up. Because you're a workaholic who creates work to avoid real work. Well, I'm still working on that. You wrecked everything, and I put my life back together in spite of you. I will be an invaluable addition to our mission. I have lone wolfed it all the way. That's who I am. You're cynical. I get it. I know what you're doing. You're not going to pick my brains. They're unpickable. Before it all came apart, there was greatness in this guy. Did you get the girl? We work together. Oh, why don't you just have what you want? Do you have what you want? Hmm? How is Woody? I don't know. Woody doesn't communicate. He doesn't speak. He said a lot, actually. What did he say? Check out my manliness, dude. I've been working out, and I'm a little too handsome to ever see you as a threat, Brian. Good evening. And he said all that. He's actually very talkative. I think that you came back here for a reason. Let's just talk about it before I explode. About tonight, sir. I had fun. In any of its many forms, I have found that nothing beats fun. Your life is going to become very, very complicated. The future isn't just something that happens. It's a brutal force with a great sense of humor that'll steamroll you if you're not watching. Is everybody ready for part two? Yeah. Did you end up watching it again? I'm blown up. Huh? Did you end up watching it again? Aloha? Yeah. No, but you know they released like the first... 10 minutes of the movie online. No, I didn't. Sony did huh. on purpose. Did you watch that? I did. Because they changed the beginning. Yeah, you, you watched you it? Yeah, I did. I, I came they to... totally changed it. And I remember yeah. you and I specifically, I wrote, yeah. get rid of that whole beginning. Like, yeah. it sucks. Like, it's terrible. And it's I would so argue they replaced it with something worse. It's just like his... his <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to get, get to this. Yeah, I, I'm I very intrigued. I watched it and then I came here. Oh, so you... Okay, you yeah. just... I'm fresh off it. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay, I'll do my best. Let's get into it. Ready? I like your shirt. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> All right, guys. Come on, nope. Matt. Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. I was going to say, we've complimented Chris's shirt. We've complimented Andrew's shirt. Yeah, hey, your you shirt's know, shit. That's why I'm insane. Same old, same old, right? This is my B team, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> let, me see the sw- let me see the pits. Oh, yeah, that's a B side, all right. Yep. <laughs> Aloha. We're back. Oh, man. That's what we waited for. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I like that. I like it. Uh,. All right, we're going to talk about the film Aloha, written and directed by Cameron Crowe. Aloha. Uh, starring Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, Rachel McAdams, Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Alec uh, Baldwin. Th- he, w- he was... Okay, this is, this was a fun game John that I played in the credits where I th- tried to guess each next person's name, and I guessed Alec Baldwin one too early. It nice. was uh, the guy from Eastbound and Down was right before Danny him. McBride. Danny McBride, then Alec Baldwin. Oh. And I was he like, was ah. in the movie more. Ah, Indeed. He was. Less, less lines? Probably. Plus lines, maybe, but it, but there more because Baldwin presence. had a couple of monologues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. It's that true. was that's what we're, we we came to see. There was a single Baldwin moment that was changed to a different take that really? I really think the original take was a lot better, and we'll get to that. Oh, so uh, to to further introduce what's going on here, uh, these two gentlemen actually saw the film in a preview screening. Yes, we did. I believe uh, we were the first audience to see it. That's what they told us. Yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. Famously, uh, a famously dumb audience, according yeah. to Sony leaked emails. <laughs> they Amy, specific, Pascal. Amy Pascal specifically called out our audience and said we were dumber than the New York audience. That's what she said. Yep. They say a lot of things. Yeah. They're never going to apologize for that one, though, I feel. No. I feel like they're looking to apologize <laughs> yeah. for all the other stuff. You have to demand that. Yeah. More outrage. Amy Pascal an insulted me. <laughs> yeah. And her grammar was atrocious in the Yeah, emails. it was. The format of those emails. Very disconcerting. Really weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, and and we didn't discuss how we wanted to do spoilers. 
We'll spoil everything. We'll spoil everything. Spoilers. Bill Murray goes to jail. Sure. I try to think of a legitimate spoiler. I mean, what's the spoiler? They get together? Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, come on. What? Well, for me, the, the spoiler was what actually happens with like the satellite. satellite. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know any of that from the trailer. Like, none of that's in the trailer. Hey, Someone say, movie. yeah. <laughs> Watching the movie, you don't know. Well, yeah, I... Uh, I will say it was... Well, let me ask you, how different, like, percentage-wise, would you say it was... From our, the screen we saw, and I, mean, I want to guess first. I want to guess how okay. how different. It, I mean, depend. I mean, each of you has your own opinion. But <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, I'm choking. I only saw the version <laughs> that actually. Dust. All right. So Are wait, let's, let's run them through. So I, I want to guess. Chris saw only the test version. That's right. Uh-huh. Andrew saw only the finished version. Mm-hmm. I saw both. I'm gonna put quotations around that finished part. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna guess that they changed sixty percent. Either through cutting or different takes. Uh, no. Really? I would say they, they changed less than that. Okay. I would say it was more like honestly like thirty five percent. Okay. Okay. Like, I mean, there was some a big chunky amount. Yeah. They, I mean, they cut. The, there were two big scenes at the beginning that they completely cut out. Did they like inform plot? Well, I mean, they flashed back to one of them. Oh. Because the, so there's a, a, a it's the explosion. The, his it, you know, he gets his injured job. in Afghanistan. Oh sure, they that show they it. showed that whole scene in the, oh. in the original version. And at the beginning, yeah, yeah. Huh. The, the movie started out with that originally. Mm. Weird. <laughs> and then it cut to his funeral. Yeah. And then he shows up at his funeral. What? To surprise everyone, which I, that was a really smart cut, guys, because it was not clear at all why they thought he was dead. Yeah. Because like he was in the explosion, but then he went right to the hospital. Also, like there were records of everything. Yeah. I don't understand why they thought he was dead. I remember the lines were like that whole scene. Nothing not, worked. Nothing at all. was. And Rachel McAdams and her kids were at the funeral. Yeah, like cringe. Which just died. really complicates their relationship in a weird way. That the kids at not, the current age that they start the film. Yeah. yeah. Like the kid with the cameras, like filming the funeral, and then there was what? a scene later on where Bradley Cooper watches footage of his funeral. What? Yeah, that doesn't uh, make any sense. And no, then, it doesn't. <laughs> right before he goes, like he gets his new assignment or whatever. Yeah, they show him like talking to his dad. Right? Remember his dad? Like, oh, he's living back with his dad. Like, yeah, you know, but then I it forgot just, about that. It genuinely, I remember. Like I was with Matt and Nathan, and I kept kind of looking. I'm like, "This is rough. Like this is. <laughs> I can't believe this is in the movie." Yeah, and they, then, so and yeah, then like, it just goes after that right to the when he's on the plane. But then which the movie, is, that's where the movie. Oh starts yeah, and real time, I did see the first out. ten minutes online. Yes. so I saw about five yeah. percent of the <laughs> yeah. finished verse. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, the movie, the finished movie, replaces all that with just a voiceover dialogue. It's like, "Hey, I got hurt in Afghanistan. Now I'm on assignment in Hawaii. Yay!" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That his own funeral. That doesn't make any sense. No. That is so strange. And they tried to play it like it was funny, but it wasn't. Wait, so does, does that mean that Jay Bruchel or whatever Bruchel? Yeah, cut, totally cut. Not in the not in the finished film. Who did he play? He played his brother. Yeah, he was his brother. And it was supposed to be like. Eh. All right, he mentioned his brother in yeah. the opening pit part where yeah. he's like, blah blah. I'm going to Hawaii. Blah, yeah, blah. that was Jay Bruchel. That's nuts. Yeah. That's insane. I forgot about that until you said it just now. And then once you said it, I immediately remembered. That is so weird. Yeah. I can't even understand. Okay, so but what, what grabbed me right away from uh, from the beginning, the, the kid mm-hmm. is talking about like Hawaiian myths of, yeah. of uh, someone returning the arrival the myth. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> like still, the they mention it a lot in the beginning, but and then it gets completely dropped well, because it doesn't about quite halfway con- through. I, it doesn't quite connect. I think it was supposed to be like some metaphor for Bradley Cooper's journey. Yes. But it doesn't quite connect, so they I just was, drop I, it. <laughs> I was super into it right at the beginning, and then they drop it. Like, they drop that kid. They drop they sh- everything they about that. They show them like crossing the street. Remember the part where they're they're like crossing the road and they look like spirits? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, there. that's in there. That's there. Weird. I like that part. Though. I like that part. I, don't I like. Remember it, there's another part where a window opens and Emma Stone is like, yeah. "Oh, it's the spirits coming in," and yeah. I was like, "This is great. I love that she's into this." And I then they just completely drop that halfway through. Well, I, here's what I'll say about that. I overall, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just slightly on the positive side for me. But what I like, I think it's kind of it's uh, you've got this kind of shitty romantic comedy. Yeah. And then in the background, what I think is actually a really Bill cool kind of thriller world. about Bill Murray trying to take over yeah. the world is there. And it doesn't quite make sense because we've just spent so much time where we should be learning about that plot focused on the shitty romantic comedy. But I really enjoy the Bill Murray stuff. And I really enjoy that there's just sort of a vague supernatural element. Mm-hmm. that They're just kind of like, they're cool with the ambiguity. It's like, you know, we don't need to say definitively or not. And it's not a big deal that we're not saying. It's just, hey, maybe these are ghosts, which I kind of like. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted more of that. I, I, Especially right at the end, it feel like the ending didn't have anything to do. No with ghosts. No end. ghosts. No. Although there was some, there was a, a shot that I don't remember being in the in the cut we saw, where um, the the king of Hawaii is like walking around, sort of 
sensing that the satellites are evil. Yeah, oh, which yes. I, I believe is a vaguely supernatural. Because he's not he's sensing that the sky is disturbed. Yeah, he's like looking at the sky and like just be like knowing something's wrong. And I don't think that was in the and original cut. When Bradley Cooper takes care of it, like he goes, "All right, yeah." Good. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's just like, "Good, yeah. it's done." <laughs> we saw it with. We met up with three other friends that yeah. were there, and about, I remember the restaurant scene when they get in the argument. And there's the hat. Yeah. Oh yeah. I watched all our our friends. They just got up and left. Like they were so fed up with <laughs> yeah. that movie and so over it up to that point. <laughs> yeah. And then they left, and I was like, "They leave? They? Wa- I've never seen someone walk out of a screening." Yeah, test screening. And they said that like I would assume it was one of the people who either had to do with the movie or were for the Nielsen ratings or whatever. But yeah. they said, "Where? Where are you guys going?" They're like, "We're leaving." Yeah. And they're like, "Why?" Like, we didn't like the movie. They're like, "Are you serious? You're just leaving?" They're like, "Huh?" And they just left. Wow. But Cameron Crowe was there. He was. Did we tell you that? Did you know that? Did, I, I remember hearing. Did you guys meet him or we did you just see him? I yeah. met him. I shook. His I recognized hand. him. Yeah. Alerted us. And we went over and shook his hand afterwards. I nice. said, he said, hey, I said, hey, uh, I really like the movie. And I was being I mean, honest. Yeah. Chris well, said it too. He was lying. I was lying. <laughs> I was half lying. Yeah. Because at lying. that point, I was still kind of feeling the whole Bill Murray yeah. stuff I liked in certain parts of it. Yeah. But I just remember he's like, what are your names? And then we said yeah. our names. And then so I said, my name's Matt. And he said, oh, together we're the drummer from Pearl Jam. Because <laughs> the drummer from Pearl Jam is Matt Cameron. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I just love. He's, he's making that little connection. It was a fun moment. He was very charming, man. Cool. Uh,. What did I want to talk about? Did you oh, like the movie? I I liked like the first half, and then just it, when it dropped the mystical stuff, when it dropped the kid, I love the kid. I thought like him filming stuff like that's such a good Cameron Crowe thing. Like yeah. I feel like if they had developed it a little bit more and brought it to a more satisfying ending, that would have been really good. I have yes. to imagine that John Krasinski scene is probably still in it, like the really popular one where there's no talking, yeah. but there's the subtitles. Yeah. Because that was a huge hit. Yeah, screen, well, yeah. The weird thing is, I kind of like that, but then I didn't like when it felt like the same beats were being hit when he goes to his daughter. Do yeah. they still have that? Or was that in the... Yeah, that, that, that yeah. you could have lost goes to that, the window. <laughs> that, that He I goes to the window and just looks at her, and she looks, and then they cry, and then she hugs him. It was like, what? Well, I don't... Yeah, How I, did that even make sense? My my comment card reflected that the whole is he the father arc could have been dropped completely, because that added nothing, I felt. Well, it, it, it added nothing, and I feel like, I don't know if it was in the original cut or whatever, but there like right away from the first moment that he meets the girl like Rachel McAdams says like oh yeah she's 12 and I haven't seen you in 13 years and well, everyone looks at each other like oh, there is a weird. moment that's there funny. that I kind of like there where she says she's 12 and I haven't seen you and it's really subtle if you catch it she says she starts to say 15 uh-huh. and he cuts her off and says 13 oh I didn't catch that so she's like trying to cushion it like she's like actively trying to hide this uh-huh. and he just cuts in fucking big dick Bradley Cooper 13 years but I but I liked kind of the weird uh, reveal moment of that where uh, where he says uh, so do I have something to celebrate on Father's Day like I yeah. like that as a joke that's not bad no one else likes that joke <laughs> I don't remember it uh, but yeah and I I so I really like the kid I feel like that was a really good like that was Cameron Crowe doing what he does best because yeah. the kid's like documenting everything like that's that kind of reminds me of like the kid in um almost famous almost famous yeah yeah where he wants to be like a journalist he wants to ride with these guys he wants to you know t- take down what's actually happening yeah and like how the kid is just like constantly filming and that leads to a weird plot point <laughs> where emma stone is like hey are you where'd you film this <laughs> it's like oh that was convenient yeah uh, but it worked I don't yeah know. for me it worked there was a little more of him filming in the original cut but mm-hmm. not enough to make it full like feel like a complete arc for the kid okay okay uh, and uh, as we mentioned before, Bill Murray is the bad guy. And I love that Bill Murray is essentially a James Bond villain here. Like, <laughs> right, right down to the way he talks, like he's giving these charismatic speeches. He wants to get a nuke in the air so that he's the only one who has a nuke yeah. pointed at Earth. Like he's a straight up James Bond well, villain he has a, in the he middle has, of this romantic comedy. He has a right hand man who's just always like making hand signals and yeah. get, grabbing Bradley Cooper no matter that's where right. he is. Yeah, like that's and I think kind that's of entertaining. Really great. <laughs> But it suddenly, like, when Bradley Cooper got pulled in to do the the hacking, like, it suddenly became the spy thriller that I had no idea was happening. And also, it's happening. like, was Bradley Cooper suddenly a hacker? Like, yeah. what's going on there? <laughs> he has this huge old laptop that <laughs> yeah. can hack just as well as the modern-day yeah. laptop. Like, that laptop is from 95. Like, that's not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that scene, that. the logistics of that scene were very weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's like, I have to eliminate the Chinese hack, which was... Was that ever mentioned previously in the film? Nope. Did, um, I saw the film twice. I don't remember any explanation just for suddenly, that either time. Do they still use that one song when the satellite blows up? No, they changed that. Because that got a lot of negative <laughs> notes, what I song? recall. 
I can't remember what it was. It was like a Beethoven song, some cliche, but it was like blowing up, and it was really it's like the song. the montage was heavily dominated by that song. Oh, okay. And Matt said like I'm really sick of. It. I remember you wrote that. Yeah. I'm really I mean, sick of I I, it's, I couldn't I couldn't remember the name of it, but it's like it's it's one of the Beethoven. You you must have put a note so. in that said use some Bowie because they used some Bowie. The, there was some Bowie. I don't remember American... if that was in the original cut, but there's like there's like because they show oh, like clips of the TVs. Yeah, there's like him on soldier. That didn't make any sense to me either. No, like I don't know what he told. He just tells a guy with a with a yeah. He with tells a satellite nerd, access. Yeah. He goes like, "Hey, uh, point everything at it." He's like, He's like "What? what? <laughs> so why does this guy have access to every sound ever recorded and and that ever existed ever? Yeah, ever in the history. It, of that's ever. crazy because that wasn't just like what's on now. It was like going back yeah dozens of years at least. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Do we have some, <laughs> have some noise yeah. interference? Service in the background. <laughs> Ambiance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. But I wanted to also talk about how weird it was, uh, to me at least, how a lot of the people in the film um, had starred together previously on other films. Yeah. At least. Such uh, and the, the strangest one to me was that the boy was in St. Vincent with Bill Murray from That's last right. year. And Emma Stone and. Bill Murray and Zombie. Bill Murray and Zombie Land. Mike Adams and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. In wedding Crashers. The Wedding Crashers. What? I didn't know either of them were in that film. Yeah, and Emma Stone and Bradley Cooper were apparently together in The Rocker. I didn't know that until I was reading oh, later. That's right. What? I remember well, that's that. A Ryan. Ryan. Well, Rain? All, What's well, his name? Have you seen The Rocker? All three of us uh, have a very specific reason for avoiding The Rocker. I would say. Why? A deep abiding hatred for Rain Wilson. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that movie. I told you. That. I have not. I've seen like. I really like. I it. saw a minute of it on Last Love and Channels once. That's it. Yeah, but it's just very weird that they all kind of yeah. bend to stuff together. Uh, it's like, are we thing. just recycling actors now? Or are we <laughs> but everyone, I mean, everyone who was in that, I feel like uh, who had a scene with Bill Murray was like super lucky. Like I was super yeah. jealous of Emma Stone dancing with Bill Murray. Yeah, that was kinda, a weird reaction oh, for right. me. I was like, <laughs> God damn, who wouldn't want to dance with Bill Murray? <laughs> Uh, should we talk about the, ma- the the romance, which I think was the least successful well, part of the film? I cannot stand Emma Stone in that movie. I remember being so <laughs> upset every time she was on screen. Yeah, I don't like her character. Mm-hmm. I don't like her choices. <laughs> Certain little things. Yeah, yeah. But very bothered. You you didn't like how like I I almost found it in a weird. I mean, for her personally, it was refreshing to me that she was doing something so different than she'd done before, in the sense that she's very like. Oh, because her name is... Precise? Dean. No, she's very <laughs> precise. Like, And yeah. I liked... She's not loosey-goosey like she normally is. Yeah, it, it, I like that. But I don't know, in general, like, I, I, I'm I, trying to justify, like, why they became a couple, why her and Bradley Cooper... I will say that. I didn't, really, I didn't really buy them as a couple the first time I saw the movie, and then after some edits, I bought it even less <laughs> in the film. I mean, I just... That age difference. She, so she, like... Still weird. She <laughs> looks up to him... Or something like that's all that I can get out of it. Like that's yeah. the justification in my mind because like she knew everything about his background, so she there, idolized I, him. And I will say there was a moment like that's uh, all. I, can, I don't that's know if you remember this. Guess. It was cut from the movie, and it kind of it takes away from a joke that that they kept in the movie, even though they ruined part of it. When that scene when he's listening in on her phone call when he's got the weird oh, he's next door the radio device that it's no not I don't know what that device is supposed to do. He's got a device when he turns it on it hears other people's phone calls. Yeah, um, but he must have got that from Bill Murray, the the Bond villain. Uh, when he's listening in on that device in the test screen, the original version, there's a moment where like she talks about how sexy he is, huh. and then that's why the joke is like because she's talking about sex, and then at the end of it she says, "Oh, thanks, mom," mm. and like that's the joke. He's like, "Oh, she talks about sex in front of her mom," but then they cut out they cut out that from the finished movie. And kept in the thanks mom line which doesn't really make any sense because it's not at all weird that she was talking to her mom in the finished version yeah but it also sets up right away that she was attracted to him which is kind of a help to buy the relationship but still still weak still weak did, stuff did, what did you guys think of that she was what one fourth hawaiian or something yeah wasn't she like a quarter asian one fourth hawaiian one fourth chinese two fourth swedish uh. <laughs> <laughs> well they had to have a scene along. where she talks about that yeah just to justify yeah. yeah i mean i i i don't think i don't think we needed emma stone as a character that's one-fourth hawaiian we could have gotten someone who's hawaiian yeah or i yeah. don't think right? i don't think we needed emma stone as hawaiian if just to make her into the hawaiian myths because like she was so knowledgeable of yeah. the culture she's like made the deal happen we could just have 
a, a blonde, blue-eyed girl that just happens to like Hawaiian culture. We don't need her to be one-fourth Hawaiian. Or make her Hawaiian, which I think is still yeah, the no, that's best the better option. option but it's it, they went the wrong both ways. Yeah, they really did. I'll tell you, I like that Hawaiian king. Though. That seems like a cool guy. He's a real guy. I want to. He's the real Hawaiian king. Is he really? Yeah, that guy seems cool. I like He's that the guy. actual Hawaiian king. <laughs> that's really. Cool. I like that guy a lot. <laughs> I like that part of the movie too, where it's actually kind of uh, more about. Uh, you know the drama between having an army base, you know, an occupied nation, yeah. and then a you know a, like a king who kind of feels like he doesn't have power anymore. Yeah. So I like that, and then that just kind of drops. Yeah. He says he true. says he says he's not going to screw him over, and then he screws him over because Alec Baldwin says, "Oh, we can't give him what they want." And well, and it's a weird thing where so he didn't intend to screw him over, and but then because of Alec Baldwin's option, he was effectively screwing him over. Yeah. But then it's never really addressed how Bradley Cooper feels about that. Well, and then there's like no the, ending that says yeah. what actually happened. And then that first scene, like it's established that him and the Hawaiian King like go way back, like they're old buddies. Uh, and yet he he totally ends up accidentally screwing them over, and then but in no way feels remorse, and no way tries to fix it. That's right. Only cares about what it means to Emma Stone, and that was I don't know, it was very, it was not great. Um. But again, I feel like that's the sort of thing, if they had just committed fully to this being like a cool thriller about Bill Murray trying to take over the world and the, yeah. Hawaiian, the Hawaiian king is involved somehow, they could have given more time to that and it would have been a much better movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, what did you guys think initially when, um, I, I don't know how it was in the original screening, but in the scene where he is de- defeating the Chinese hack or whatever, and then he decides, oh, I'm also going to blow it up. Like, well, Did you feel like he was doing the right thing? Did, did, did it make sense in yeah, the in I, the scene? I mean, there's, it didn't. I it, it I knew what I knew the it's stakes. Like it was bad. Yeah, I knew the stakes. Like he, Bill Murray wants to point a nuke at Earth, and he wants to own the nuke. Uh, Bradley Cooper wants to destroy it. But like, what was actually like what he was actually doing? At no point made any sense during that scene. Because I, I mean, uh, from what little that we saw that Bradley, because Bradley Cooper gets a secret USB drive, and then he he sees the yeah. what's actually on the satellite. Which is weapons. But I feel like the audience, we don't really see what's on the satellite. I mean, like we get the idea that there's a secret payload. They keep saying secret payload. But there was that scene when Bill Murray talks to him in the hallway at the outside the officers club uh-huh. when he says pretty explicitly he he wants to have weapons in the sky. Okay, I didn't, but I just never got the idea that there was a nuke on that. Like, I felt like he was doing the wrong thing because he was doing it just to impress Emma Stone. No, there was. A That's nuke what in I the felt sky. like. I mean, I think I don't That's, think his reasonings were right because I think he was doing it just to impress Emma Stone. After afterwards, when they said, "Oh yeah, there was a nuke on that," I was like, "Okay, I guess he was doing the right thing," but I didn't know that he had the information to know that he was doing the right thing. Yeah, there definitely needed a lot more things to be explained in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie was as complicated as a James Bond film, but with uh, but they less... don't they don't they don't show you the complications. Yeah, they, they don't show kinda, you the complications. Yeah, they're just like, hey, fucking catch up, kid. It's like if a James Bond <laughs> film was just about how he was trying to romance the lady. <laughs> That's True. what this was. That's pretty good, actually. Uh, it's, it's really good. Uh, yeah, a little less fun. Also, <laughs> say that. Let's talk about Alec Baldwin for a second, can we? Amazing. I really enjoyed Alec Baldwin in this film. I love when yeah, he when he great. says. Uh, cool guy, Mr. Sexy Pants, in the middle of his rant. I really enjoyed that. Like, there's just like a little bit of resentment <laughs> of how sexy he is. That was great. And there's the take that I want to talk about that was changed from the test screening. Sure. So in the original version, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, so they're at the party at the officers' club, and Alec Baldwin is kind of staking out uh, Bradley Cooper, which we don't really see uh, in the finished version. And then he goes, he goes over to Dan O'Brien, who's the DJ, and he says like very quickly and very hushed, "Everybody wants to rule the world." Like he made, it's like very, very urgent. And then in the final version, he's just like, everybody wants to rule the world, and that's the cue for him to play that song. Mm-hmm. But in the in the test version, it was very clear that he was like, he was trying to set up mood music for his conversation with Bradley Cooper. And I don't think that was as clear in the final version. Oh, I got I got that. But there was there was no like he just says it very casually, whereas in the original version he was very very like urgent and kind yeah. of panicky. And he got a laugh, right? It got a laugh, and it that. also like he's it, you see him as the high strung guy, which we would see later. Mm. It sets that up nicely. Whereas instead we just get him going casually. Everybody wants to rule the world, and then walking <laughs> over to Bradley Cooper, which I don't I don't like as as much. Okay, that's funny you specifically remember because I remember that take even before I saw the movie. I was like I, I liked that moment. And they snatched it away from me. They took it away. Uh, do we want to talk at all about uh, the character Woody and his relationship with... I like, I like him a lot. I like Jim, Krasin- Jim Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? Sorry. Love his wife, Pam. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I enjoy him a lot in this film. I, Meathead yeah. John Krasinski, as I call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. He's looking good. He's charming. 
I like I like his little no speech thing with when he does it with Bradley Cooper. I don't like it when Bradley Cooper does it with the daughter, but I like it when they do it together. Well, I thought what was what was weird to me was that like the opening scene after all that uh, voiceover, mm-hmm. then like him and Woody have a conversation. Yeah. So that to me undercuts what the trailer showed me that Woody doesn't speak. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it, like starts right. off immediately yeah. Woody has lines. He's like, "Hey, yeah. how's it going? How's yeah. your life? How's your family?" I'm like, "This is this doesn't make sense." <laughs> yeah. So. That that was a problem initially, and then it just it was like, oh, okay, I guess he doesn't talk that. Yeah, much. maybe they just need to cut it cut it even a little further into the beginning. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Anything else? I feel like we covered most of it. Did we talk about? I got nothing. I was hoping I would think of something as I was stretching the word. So we could say aloha, since that also means goodbye, right? Yes. <laughs> Is that that? Oh, Is what was the original title? Tell Deep Tiki was Deep the original title. But when we saw it, it, it said, was already untitled. Untitled yeah. Cameron Crowe project. Yeah, that's what it said in the credits. Yeah. Do you think Deep Tiki is like deep cover? Was that what they were I don't going know for? what it means, but it's but fun it's to say. Bad. It's fun to say. Come it's on, fun to say. Tiki. Tiki. It's deep better tiki. than Aloha. Deep Tiki. It's better than Aloha. You you have to at least concede that. No, I'm I will not like let Aloha you more. end this <laughs> podcast until you concede that Deep Tiki is a better title than Aloha. I think it's, I think it's pretty atrocious. Aloha is just so generic and dumb. It's like Spy. We got Spy coming out, and it's like, why? That's true. The uh, movie's set in Hawaii. What do we call it? Uh, Aloha. Aloha, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Surf's Up. Deep. There we go. Better. We already got Surf's Up. Uh, Surf's true. Up 3, we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, and so what What'd you guys think? Just a final. I like I, I like that movies like this exist, mm. even though it's it's uh, there's definitely a lot of problems with it. It's maybe overall a bad movie. It's got enough to enjoy <laughs> that it's like I didn't, I didn't feel like I wasted my time, and I'm I'm happy it exists, and I'm You're happy that I saw it. Yeah, I, and I think uh, I think a lot of people would see a movie like this, uh, and they would they would they would say, "Hey, don't release that. It's shitty." Mm. But do let us see it. Let us decide. Is what I say. I think th- this relax film, everybody. This, this film has out. like a. It should have more of an indie film vibe where it yeah. can just do whatever it wants. But that's the problem with like uh, more mainstream pictures is that they have to market it to a certain audience. So yeah. they gotta they gotta watch what they're showing and blah blah blah. If I think if 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 someone let Cameron Crowe just go wild with this film, maybe it would have turned out better. Yeah. Chris, did I like final it or thoughts? Not? Final thoughts. Just uh, any final thoughts. I'm more on the dislike of it. Yeah. It was entertaining, but I just, yeah, too much yeah. bad. <laughs> too much bad Emma Stone for me, personally. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. All right, so that is our review of Aloha. Aloha. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters this weekend. Uh, we have Entourage. We have Spy. Insidious Chapter 3. In limited release, Love and Mercy. And in limited release, Police Story Lockdown. All right. Uh, before we get to guess the ending, yeah. uh, let's give out some thanks. Uh, we'll start with... To the Lord. The Lord <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for this performance. <laughs> All right, and then second is always uh, Silent Partner. Uh, they did our theme song, Sophomore Makeout. It's from the YouTube Audio Library. Uh, we should also thank Justin Keyson of Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. He did our logo. Uh, and Justin, he has a show on the Benview Network. He does. With someone at this table. Who's that? Chris, announce your new show with Justin. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to go. My helicopter's here. <laughs> I don't know if you guys no, it's me. It. I do that show. I'm going to see if that's getting picked up, but you go ahead. Uh, it's called Ben Beyond Spielberg. Me and Justin, oh, we, that's right. every month we talk about a Steven Spielberg I film. I forgot about that. Our last one was 1941. It's a bad movie, but our next one will be Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that's a very good movie. Is that once a month you're doing that? Once a month, correct. You think you'll ever speed it up? Nope. So we're talking years from now. Yeah, finish. We might do some bonus apps between months, but those won't be about like official movies directed. That'll be like you know, we might do Poltergeist as a bonus app because he produced right. it, and a lot he of people say he directed them. it. Yeah. yeah. Or we might do uh, you know some uh, TV show he did in a bonus app. Okay. You know what else, uh, Benson? We do a podcast together. That's true. It's called Shut Up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. Sorry, reflex. <laughs> it, it is a reflex. Uh, is there a comma in that? In Shut Up, Leonard. Yeah. Yes, there is. Okay. Shut up, Leonard. Comma, Leonard. That's right. Uh, every week, mm-hmm. we talk about the TV show Community. Yeah. Uh, it's currently uh, on the air, on the Wi-Fi, however you want to say it. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo. Wi-Fi s- still goes out over the air. Screen. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's on Yahoo screen. Uh, until this week. Yeah. This is the last week of season six. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen now. And episode 100 of the podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a biggie. Worlds collide. That's awesome. Uh, and we're going to have a special guest on that episode 100 when it comes out yeah. this week. Yep. Uh, and 
Yep. Of course, <laughs> he stopped doing his other show so he could be on Shut Up Leonard <laughs> with us. Well, he's kind of on every on every third episode. What? Because he does an intro. He, he recorded that intro for us. Oh, sure. And uh, you can find that at shutupleonard.com or on Twitter at shutuplenpod. That's correct. Uh, we have another new podcast. <laughs> Let's roll them out. That we do with David King mm-hmm. of oh, the award-winning Marinara, Midnight which Marinara. won an award. <laughs> Uh, this podcast is called Pick Your Path. Yeah. It's a choose your own adventure podcast. Heard of it. Heard of it. Very uh, exciting stuff. Fully scripted choose your own adventure style stories mm-hmm. uh, every month for the next uh, couple of months. Mm-hmm. We're going to be putting them out. Uh, this month, it's my story. Yeah. My first story uh, called You Are an Agent of Crash, where you're a spy. You're trying you to do find, your mission. Yeah. Root out assassins. Root, find the assassins. Yeah. Stop the people. Yeah. Before they kill the people. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh, so check that out, uh, com slash PYP. Every month, you'll get a new little uh, enhanced podcast yeah. there. Uh, if Tom was here, he'd tell you about Optograb.org or, or Readwave.com. He writes on both of those. And uh, he has some short stories on Smashwords and Amazon and the Kindle place. The Kindle man store. <laughs> sure. Kindle world. Uh, just go to Optograb.org for more information on that. Yeah. Uh, if Jordan was here, he'd tell you that he sometimes streams his video game playing on Twitch. What a nerd. Yep, he is. <laughs> Honestly, when I said just streaming on Twitch, I thought it was like Truman Show. Like he just constantly, oh, just always his life is streaming <laughs> yeah. on Twitch. I'll have to tell him to try that. Oh. <laughs> See what happens. Yeah, he has dogs that he loves. Maybe he'll just always be playing with the dogs. They are cute <laughs> dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and for more podcasts that that you'll love, go well, to BenviewNetwork.com, Such as, well, the two of us right here. Hosting Benson's Boombox. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah, whenever we want. <laughs> I got some ideas. I'll talk to you later. Okay. I do too. <laughs> I feel like you'll say that on every. <laughs> you'll appear together on other podcasts, but. We've got ideas. <laughs> keep delaying <laughs> your own episodes. Is it okay to, to designate this an episode of Benson's Boombox as <laughs> yeah, well? Yeah, You just have to cut out my audio. <laughs> yeah. And then just have so the. So it'll just be us talking. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Uh, so go to BenviewNetwork.com for those and more podcasts or on Twitter at BenviewNetwork. Uh, what was it? Um, Phil and Brendo, they're, they're doing a Kickstarter to yep. release... Uh, they want to make a 7-inch. They've already succeeded, I believe, but now they're doing stretch goals. Yeah, well, they've met the goal, but they haven't, they haven't made it yet. Yeah? Is yeah. that how you want to say it? Yes. Okay. Uh, and also, what so was it? So go to it? their Kickstarter. Kickstarter.com slash, uh, hey, Phil, <laughs> I want to give you money, is the URL. Probably not. Probably not, but you uh, But Derek and Brendo were on an episode of The Blaze, mm. uh, which is a 90210 podcast. Yes, not a marijuana podcast. <laughs> and not anything to do with Glenn Beck. And not anything to do with Blaze Pizza. <laughs> there we go. We hit them all. <laughs> we covered the bases. <laughs> uh, you can find that on the Benview one-off feed. If you don't want to go subscribe uh, to their podcast feed, you can just keep it, keep it on your own Benview feeds. If you subscribe to that, you'll get all of the uh, episodes where people are guests on other things. Yeah. Like, uh, you've never done it, but you will, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> that's what I've done. You'll be a guest on something that's not on the network. I was on Tuesday Night Hoot Nanny. Oh, right. You were part of that. Yeah, so you can screw off. There were so many people on that. It was you, Phil, yeah. Brendo, and Derek. But I was one of them. I forgot. <laughs> you you were one of the ones who had to leave. I remember now. I listened that's to correct. it. That's correct. If, like, each of you left in <laughs> it succession. Was one of, yeah. Phil left, then you left, yeah. then either Derek or Brendo. I, I think, think one of them left as well. Yeah. I think only one of us stuck it out till the end. But you can go check that out on the Benview one-off feeds. Benview one-offs. Sure. Uh, and the, our personal website, nvpodcast.com. Good God, finish it up, of, man. It's part of benviewnetwork.com. <laughs> you can email us at nvpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at nvpodcast. <laughs> My personal Twitter, at Podcaster Andrew. You guys have Twitters? At Dr. Matt Benson. At Chris Abel with three L's. Three L's, guys. All right, so now it's time for Guess the Ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Who's up first? You are? Uh, Your entourage? Yeah. Does Chris want to go first? I had no time. You go first. Time's an issue. I don't want to. I don't want to. You want me to go first? If Just so you have the option to leave if necessary. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Spy. <laughs> go ahead and read the uh, description there. Okay. Spy directed by Paul Feig. Um, starring Melissa McCarthy, Rose Byrne? Byrne? Byrne. Byrne. Jude Byrne Law, noticed. Jason Statham. Yeah. Uh, desk-bound CIA analyst volunteers to go undercover to infiltrate the world of a deadly arms dealer and prevent... Diabolical global disaster. Mm-hmm. The old classic McCarthy Feek team up yep. that we love. This is the Holy Trinity now. Yeah, I loved one of their movies and the liked heat. one That's of right. the other ones. Love the yeah. Heat. That's right. Yeah. Love the Heat. Did you love the Heat? I did. Really? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say that as a joke. It's a good movie. <laughs> so wait, Bridesmaids. Smades I liked. 
Heats I loved. Heats I he loved. Did another one, right? No, no Spy is the third one. That's right. There's more coming. Yeah, he's are. doing more. Of course. Oh, you want to go? <laughs> guess so the I ending? Just I just guess the ending. You just yeah. guess how it's going to end. Based I'm on what little you know, you can just say whatever you want. Okay. Uh, obviously, she's she's going to succeed in the mission. Yep. <laughs> she's going to be a better person. Correct. She's going to have a full arc where she's like useless <laughs> in the beginning where she's a CIA analyst who sits around. And then by the end of it, she's going to be a great action star. And this movie's going to make like $160 million. <laughs> and the sequel's probably going to come out in about three or four years. You're getting into the meta. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how this movie's going to end. No, no, there's, no, there's not going to be any real stakes. <laughs> the movie's not going to be that great. But everyone's going to see it. <laughs> but I will say this. Jude Law doing an American accent will be a good thing. He looks good as a spy, too. Yeah, he does. Of course. Have we ever seen him as just a straight-up spy in a movie? I'm sure. Because I saw his trailer today, and it was like a it was like a breath of fresh air seeing Jude Law as a spy. <laughs> I don't know. I feel and like... I'm, but like, it's like, I feel like we've seen him be like an action guy. But like, a, like a what, I'm, what I really want to know is like a James spy in a, a clean suit. That's what I'm looking yeah. for, a clean suit. I don't feel like we've seen clean suits by Jude Law, and I really enjoyed it in the trailer, and I think he should do it more. All right. Could take on Entourage. Entourage. Uh, director Doug Allen, starring Adrian Grenier, Kevin Connolly, Jerry Ferrara, and Kevin Dillon. Movie star Vinny Chase, together with his boys, Eric Turtle and Johnny are back. It says Johnny here. It doesn't even say Johnny Drama. What the hell is wrong with this description? Are back and back in business with a super agent turned super studio head, Ari Gold, on a risky project that will serve as Vince's directorial debut. I like that you add the super into studio head as well. Did I? Yeah. It's not in there? Nope. <laughs> Thought it was. <laughs> I like it, though. Okay. Uh, okay, so Vince is working on his directorial debut, which is uh, the Justice League film. Uh, <laughs> he's, he has taken over the reins from Zack Snyder, uh, and he is starring as Aquaman, of course. I think that's how it worked out on the show. I can't quite remember. But let's say he was Aquaman, even if he wasn't. Um, he does the movie, you know, it costs hundreds of million dollars to make most expensive superhero movie of all time comes out it's a total flop no one goes to see it it's historic literally no one goes to see the movie it's it, it makes zero dollars at the box office you're talking about the actual justice league that's going to be coming out you're just predicting the real world future, <laughs> i think right? entourage is a documentary yeah, yeah it's a documentary, documentary about the future it's weird that more people aren't talking about that yeah um and then at the same time that all this is happening johnny bananas the cartoon voiced by Johnny Drama <laughs> is just gaining gaining in popularity. It becomes a mega hit. They make a movie version. That's a huge hit. Johnny Drama is now starring in movie franchises. He's he shows up in Marvel as someone in the successful superhero film franchise. He's doing great. And then he corners Vince in a in a in a dark corner of their house for the final scene. And he Man. says, Bend over Vince. Oh. And he says, Take it, because I'm the dominant chase now. I'm the celebrity now. Suck it, baby bro. Oh. And then credits. I don't know, man. It's kind of dark. <laughs> yeah. It's got yeah. a weirdly dark ending for Entourage. It's kind of a stretch. <laughs> you don't think that's, that's going to happen? Think you don't think that's how the movie's going to end? It probably will. I feel but like I'm that's, gonna that's str- how it's going to end. Oh, and Turtle buys a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke for Entourage people, I bet. <laughs> it is. They, oh, they get it. They're laughing. Entourage fans are oh, loving that laughing. joke. <laughs> they laughing hard right now, I tell you. Uh, all right. I'll guess. I'll, I'll try Love and Mercy. Mercy. Uh, directed by <laughs> Bill Polad, starring John Cusack, Paul Dano, Elizabeth Banks, and Paul Giamatti. In the 1960s, Beach Boys leader Brian Wilson struggles with emerging psychosis as he attempts to craft his avant-garde pop masterpiece. In the 1980s, he is a uh, broken, confused man under the 24-hour watch of shady therapist Dr. Eugene Landy. I thought it said Eugene Levy for a second. Eugene. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a misspelling. It's Eugene Levy. Brian. Very important. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the the weird thing is, so the avant-garde pop, pop masterpiece, it's revealed in this film for the very first time that uh, Yoko Ono came to oh. Brian Wilson first and tried to get him on board with her weird music that she does. Wow. Yeah. And uh, he's he's like, he's really into it, but then like it drives him crazy, and that's why later on he's a broken, confused man, and he's, uh, he's like, I need I need that doctor that I saw on TV. Give me is uh, Eugene Levy. So he gets, he's, he's he saw him on TV, TV as a doctor once. Yeah. yeah. And so now he's like, I got to get him. So then uh, that's why he's shady because he's there. But he's, he's like, I will doctor. pay you so much money <laughs> yeah. to be here and to watch me uh, 24 hours a day. 
and it's just kind of boring at that point. It's just kind of like that. Just kind of peters out. It just kind of peters out. They just kind of walk. It's just, you know, and at the end, Paul Giamatti comes in and says, he's not a doctor. And that's the end. That's it. And it is Paul Giamatti. That's Paul Giamatti's role. He's not a doctor. In the credits, it's just, that's his his title. He's not a doctor. Yeah. So good. Uh, All right. So if any of those endings are correct, go to emails, nevpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know uh, next week. Uh, I, I believe neither of you will be here, uh, but we will be reviewing Spy. Uh, so nice. come check that out if you want. Let me know how accurate I am about the end. Me as well for Entourage. Well, I mean, in a couple of weeks, we'll have to wait and see the box office numbers for your Oh, That's your true. You're, you're, you're right. Your guess goes deep. You're right. 170. Yeah. Guys, that's my number. You said 160. I think you're raising okay, it. Okay, 160, yeah. 160. I'm going to give you, give you yeah. <laughs> play it safe. Uh, all right, so this has been episode two two wait two twenty seven. I strange. forgot which number it was uh, of Nerds Eye of You. Uh, until next week, I'm Andrew. I'm Matt Benson. I'm Chris Gutierrez. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello. This is you can get a little closer. Yeah, closer. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, that's better. We're, we're getting this for the. Benson's doing the uh, noises track of our, of our sound effects yeah. CD that we're going to release. <laughs> but man adjusting mic. Yep, man adjusting mic. Do I? Do you need to test me? Do I have to do paperwork? You sound good. Yeah, I got to do a lot of paperwork to be on this show. podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.